I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio. Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Oh, God. Fuck! You forgot about oh. me, which is fine oh. because uh, I was so keen. Do you know what it is, Sean? Right. It's because you're too comfy in your new podcasting setup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too comfy. I just lost my mind in briefly. a fucking armchair, kicking back. <laughs> yeah, so obviously people can't see this, but uh, Sean is recording with a microphone on his new. Uh, I don't. Oh, there's a word for it. It's kind it's of like, like those a table tray things. <laughs> yeah, it's a table that sits across your lap. He's sitting in an armchair, microphone yeah. propped up, looking just a king of comfort right now. Yeah, <laughs> I got too excited, boys. I was just thinking about how good footy is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom and Joel, why don't you both tell me how good's footy? Sean, I don't have an answer because my team have uh, taken their finals form of the last 20 years. It's ticked over into September and they've gone into finals brain. Uh, so they think that they're playing qualifying or uh, elimination finals for the last couple of weeks. And as is the yesterday tradition, have just absolutely shit their pants. Um, yeah, it's no good. Uh, I mean, look, people are coming after Essendon pretty hard. We got smashed by Port Adelaide and Geelong, sure. But uh, they're both two top four sides and we're like 12th. So is that result that surprising? Is this crisis mode? Should fucking Kane Corns be coming after our coaches for making a comment about our form when they're like, you're a pathetic team and you should shut up because now's not the time to talk, even though Wusha was asked a question about their performance? No, he shouldn't. Kane Corn should instead go fuck himself. But sometimes dreams don't come true. Anyway, yeah, look. What about you, Sean? Let, let's just wrap this season up, I reckon. <laughs> wrap it up. I, you know, I loved it. Uh, Brisbane have, for the second year in a row, locked up a top two spot. So they're going to get two finals at the Gabba. Hopefully a third one on grand final day. <laughs> um, Ooh, it's nice. good. It's, it's pretty good. Feeling okay. Yep. Tom, how, you, how are you feeling? Um, if you had have asked me this question at 10 p.m. on Friday, <laughs> I would have told you to go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah. If you had have asked me this question 10 a.m. on Saturday morning, I would have been a bit more open to it. By yep. Monday, boys, footy's all right. Footy's fine. Footy's okay. Mm. We just have to beat Sydney to finish top four. We were never going to be able to benefit from a home final anyway. So a top four finish is good. Um, and you know what? Is there anything better than lulling an opponent into a false sense of security and then fucking them in finals. No, there's not. We're also now on the opposite side of the draw. It's a great fantasy, Tom Richmond. It's good. I've got a good stat, actually, that I'll talk about when we get to the Geelong game. Uh, yeah. To, Some uh, would call that glass half full kind of situation. Others yeah. would say those are excuses. Yeah. Uh, it's up to the listeners to decide. It's kind, of, kind of like daydreaming. No, no, look, I, I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, it's, it's a loss. It hurt at the time. I didn't like it. Yeah, and, um, but 
Boys, there was a moment in that quarter where we nearly got to, to, to within 10 points and we absolutely shouldn't have. So, a full-strength Geelong, I reckon we might be a different side. Yeah. Uh, we've got some hard-hitting questions that we'll get to later because Sean and I, we've had a few discussions. Oh, yeah, I absolutely know <laughs> because you were both very quiet during the game, so I can only assume you were messaging one another oh, furiously. Well, Tom, that's just out of respect. Like, we yeah. go quiet when, when one of our boys are getting smashed. Yeah. Out of respect. Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, you and I did Tom- when the Bombers played on Saturday night, Sean. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Um, at that point, uh, you might as well just leak that one over into the uh, group chat, because I don't think anything you had to say would have been particularly surprising to me. Uh, a lot of it's just, oh, we feel so bad for him. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon Joel's okay? Oh. oh I, I, I was like, I'm glad he's got Tony Hawk this week. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and more importantly, Jackass. God, I've been watching so much Jackass. Um, how good's footy? How good's Jackass? Uh, it's Ooh. still good. 20 years later, it's still very funny. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's get into the round that was. So from our last episode, there was a few games that happened uh, at the end of round 16 that we didn't cover. They were uneventful. The only thing that happened that was worth note was that Adelaide won their second game in a row, which is... Fucking huge. Uh, if you're back for Adelaide, good for you. I still fucking hate your team and fucking hate your city. But <laughs> you're performing a lot better than Essendon at the moment. On current form, you guys are doing pretty well. Well, Dusha, I have a stat for you. Um, uh, I know that fucking stat, Tom, and you can shove it up your ass. <laughs> uh, Sean, do I'm, you know the stat? I'd like to stat? hear it. Yeah. yeah, so apparently Adelaide have won... Not uh, apparently. This is a fucking cold hard thing, which is worse, because Tom's actually getting a fucking stat right for once. So, Adelaide's three wins in September so far this year are three more wins than Essendon have had in September for, I think, about 15 years. Mm. Mm. How does that feel, Joel? Yeah, it feels good. I definitely didn't read that stat today. I didn't read it multiple times. Yeah. I wasn't aware of it, and thank you for sharing it, Tom. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Ah, bless you, Joel. Giants really fucked it. Uh, Giants lost to Adelaide in round 16, which... Absolute. Oh, actually, you know what? I said it wasn't worth talking about, but there's two massive results from this, which is Melbourne lost to Frio, meaning that they're not a lock for finals. Yep. And then Adelaide beat the Giants, which basically locked them out of finals. Oh. Uh, so two teams just absolutely fucking shit their pants. They were looking at the top eight and there was a spot for them and they were like, nah, we're just going to take a big shit in our shorts instead. <laughs> a bold move and one bold. that I don't think will pay off. Right. Uh, and also, uh, Sean, there was a Q clash. Brisbane yep. enjoyed a 45-point win. Huge. Big time. Bloody loved it. A few more injuries, though. Didn't mm. love that. Yeah, they were bad. That's right. Mm. They're all going to be back, though, apparently, for first week of finals is the, the word on the street. Hopefully. Everyone except Harris Andrews. Yes. Right. So round 17 kicked off on Thursday night. I forgot to put my tip in. Not only is Essendon's season falling apart, oh. my fucking tipping season has absolutely eaten shit. Joel, it's, in, it's imploded. It's, it is, uh. it is, it's done a Melbourne. It didn't pan out for you, mate. You uh. were on. It was theirs. Your hand. We had one hand on the Premiership Cup, similar to Collingwood about three-quarter time of the um, grand final a couple of years ago. One hand on that cup. And you just let it go. Yeah. Hey, I, um, you had one hand and about three fingers on that cup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was I yours. was a lock. Now you're behind me. You're not even the top How Goods footy boy. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Disgusting. Sean has leapt over me. I'm going to be lucky to finish top 20. It's the Essendon. It's the, Essendon the opposite of the bounce. Yeah. yeah the yeah. fuck. The Essendon fuck. <laughs> the bump's gone for you, bud. <laughs> right. Uh, so Thursday night, St. Kilda took on West Coast. After St. Kilda looked like they were going to run away with it in the last quarter, uh, they didn't. And West Coast just put them to bed, said, sweet dreams, see you in finals again, probably. Um, West Coast looked dead. They did. <laughs> they then lost McGovern to an injury, which was yeah. probably the guy they could least afford to lose. But thankfully, uh, they picked up a player in the offseason who just looked at the rest of the West Coast players and went, fuck you, we're winning this game. And his name is Tim Kelly. He was awesome. And, <laughs> and probably in the last 10 minutes, Nick Nat was just like, you know what? I'm the biggest motherfucker out here. And he just <laughs> put everyone on his shoulders oh. and said, Paddy Ryder, I know you've had an awesome three quarters of footy, but 
get behind me, fuck. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Get behind me, Patty. Get behind yeah. me. <laughs> well done, West Coast. No, they bloody that- dodged a bullet there. And the Saints are still not a lock for finals. Well, I think they have to win this week and they play like someone like... Oh, I, They've I got want- the Giants, don't they? Oh, do yep. they really? Yep. Yeah, that's a juicy Fuck. Man. That is juicy. So, for St. Kilda not to make finals, uh, Collingwood, Melbourne and Giants all need to win. Oh, and Western Bulldogs. Okay. All right, so they've got kind of their destiny in their own hands with one of the teams that could take their spot is a team they are playing. Yeah, so if they lose to the Giants, yeah. Look. Where are they at the moment? Ladder's fucked. Sixth, They're sixth. Yeah, but if Collingwood are to beat Gold Coast. Collingwood are in. Collingwood have to win to win. Collingwood have to win one more, um, and they're in. They're kind of in charge of their own destiny. Destiny. I think if that result happens, though, Saints have to beat the Giants to stay in. I if they lose to the Giants, they can lose their spot to Melbourne or the Bulldogs. Uh, also worth noting that we are recording before the Collingwood Suns game. It's happening in about ten minutes, fifteen, and, twenty. And minutes. if people want to know why, it's because we don't respect Collingwood. It's mm. plain and simple as that. We're hoping if we just talk about the fact like they've lost, uh, we'll just put the energy into the air and they'll get smashed and won't make finals. Yep. So yeah, this episode is going to be a lot of just like, all right, so if this team wins, then this team loses, then the ladder looks like this. Ladder predictor will be absolutely fucking going off its head this oh, week. I've been, it's been humming over the weekend just quietly, Sean. I've been powering away. Joel, I don't know how your ladder predictor is going, but I, I, I uh, think it's- The moment that uh, we lost nine of the last nine games, I uh, stopped looking at it. <laughs> All right. Without any further ado, Friday night, Tom. What happened? Um, Look. Because it looked like a team that was a lock for top two shit their pants. We were never a lock for top two, to be honest. Uh, we were relying on Port and Brisbane to drop games. Um. Yeah, look, we came up against a fired-up Richmond with a few players back, and we were missing some important players that I thought would be back. So it just goes to show that our ruck – people are like, oh, Geelong's ruck issues aren't clear. No, they are. Stanley <laughs> is the number one ruckman. So mm-hmm. if he is in, we are a much better side with him in because mm-hmm. it means that – basically what happened is is – if Stanley's our number one ruckman, it means mm-hmm. that Sav can play in the forward line rather than being yep. a number one ruckman. Yep. If Sav's in, there's another player, another player that the defenders have to worry about being in that forward line permanently. Yep. If Gary Rowan plays, there's a third forward who is very dangerous and is capable. He's kicked, I think, 11 goals in four games. Yep. There's another forward that suddenly means that Dylan Grimes have to actually pay attention to another player and not just do whatever the fuck he wants on Tom Hawkins. Yep. So, so there's there's two players that we lose that instantly make it an uphill battle to beat Richmond. Um, because that was the issue. We we beat them in the middle. We did okay down back, but the issue was we went forward and they just smashed us in that back line. Like Vlostone and Grimes just absolutely ripped us a new asshole. So yes, while that hurts and the loss hurt and losing to Richmond is about, for me anyway, I don't know how you guys feel, but losing to Richmond is up there with losing to Collingwood. It it stings and I've copped both of them this season, Yeah, uh, which is no good. But I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of things that, I guess the issue is, is that our forward line was where it all fell apart. Like we we beat them in the clearances Mm. resoundly. The problem was we got the ball forward and because Tom Hawkins was really the only forward that I guess the Richmond Tigers paid any respect to. I mean, um, I feel bad for Ben Jarvis playing his first game in a game against Richmond where they just didn't respect him. So he just just was, yeah. Grimes was never going to look at a first gamer and go, I better pay attention to him. And so then the only thing they did was they were like, right, we don't have the other players there to to do that. We'll swing Dangerfield forward. And that just fucked us in the middle because we were missing – a few like missing someone like a Selwood to get those contested ball numbers back in our favor. So look, wasn't it? It was a dirty night. We lost. It was disappointing. Yep. I hated it. I hated it more because we almost got back within ten points if Tom Hawkins kicked that goal, which infuriated me even more. However, yep. in the cold, harsh light of the next day, hmm. I've got a stat for you, boys. Yep. In all three of Geelong's premiership winning years, they have lost the second last game of the season. That's big. Uh, did you lose the second last game of the season last year? Yeah. How many other years did they do it, Tom? 
Yeah, no, 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 I understand that. But uh, <laughs> like last year, yes, we did because we didn't win consecutive games. The year before, uh, no, we won our three consecutive games going into the finals. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, in our premiership winning years, we have lost the second last. Like on the back of a few wins, we've lost like the penultimate game of the season. So there's a bit yep. of bit of omen there. But also, if we have to play them again next time, we're now on the opposite side of the draw to them if we can beat Sydney. We're also on the opposite side of the draw to Brisbane now, I believe, Sean. Mm-hmm. So based on how results go, we either don't play Richmond or we don't play Brisbane until the grand final. Um, if we keep winning. Um, that should be irrelevant. That That's... That's irrelevant, but I'm just saying that's that's just a, a factor. Um, I will also say that we will get some players back. So, yeah, look, disappointing. Tom. I would have liked to have won, but it's not all doom and gloom. I'm not one of those. There were fucking so many supporters who were just jumping off the bandwagon massively, and it's like fucking, mm. oh, my God. The other thing Reece Stanley being back Clever. does for us with with the Sava in the team means that Blitzarves plays a fullback. So, Tom. Yes, I just have two questions. Yes. Uh, which is one, you said in a private, ch- well, in our group chat, uh, which I'm just going to share to everyone, that there was a lot of lessons to learn from this game. Yes. I just want to know what lessons you learned from letting a team kick 715 on you. What'd you learn? Well, yeah, no, as in what did we learn? I mean, <laughs> yeah. we, I learned that uh, Tom Hawkins needs Gary Rowan in the side to be as powerful as he is. Tom, really? you keep claiming that your back line was the strength and then you just said a forward thing. Yeah, no, no. They kicked seven fifteen. I would love to know the stat of how many of their got like forward entries were generated off their halfback. The amount of times we kicked it into our forward line to Dylan Grimes and they ran it down into the ground and yeah. scored because our, our defense was caught out by yeah. our forwards and not putting enough pressure on up the ground. That's what again, I would say about that. Highlighted your defense. I don't think that's no. I I disagree. I don't think that's our back line's fault. I think the issue was the support further up the ground was lacking, which meant that the defense didn't get time mm. to set up in the way that we like to behind the ball. So whose fault is it that Jack Rewald kicked four goals straight? Our forwards. <laughs> Why? Honestly, like seriously, like <laughs> I'm not even being a fucking smartass here. We kept them. <laughs> Pretty quiet for large portions of the game, but particularly to half time. And then from that second half where we just couldn't get anything going forward, the amount of times Vlostone or Grimes or Bolter came across and just chopped out from in our forward line, Tom. rebounded mm-hmm. down the other end and scored a goal. Yeah. We beat them in the clearances. They weren't scoring goals from center from center Tom. clearances. Yes. Tom, can we not credit Richmond's back line with doing a, a great yeah, job. Yeah, absolutely. This is what I'm saying. Richmond's back line fucking killed us. I said that. Our forward line died because Richmond's back line choked the shit out of it. Hmm. And do you think that maybe your back line also was struggling a little bit, Tom? No. A rare down night, probably. Maybe, yeah. but I, 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 what, I'm, what I'm arguing is I to don't allow think our- 7.15. <laughs> I don't think our back line was helped by uh, other things happening further up the ground. Does that make sense? Look, yeah, that's fair enough. Tom- Joel, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think Richmond supporters would go, well, the lessons we learned from this game are that if we were to kick accurately, 7-15 could be 15-7. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, yep. Richmond didn't put us away. Which Tom, I'm sorry, should've... that was a question for Joel. Oh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Sean, I think that when you're looking at a team that's kicked 7-15 when Tom Lynch, one of your key goal kickers, gets injured, you're probably pretty happy with that result. Oh, yeah. can I have a go at Tom Lynch because he's a fucking dog? Well, he's injured. That was a bit harsh. Nah, but all right. nah, good, good. <laughs> the only player, the only player he tried to pick a fight with all night, Jed fucking Buse. Oh, I don't know. I saw him throw a few, uh, a few bumps yeah. around here and there to the big boys. The reason he threw those bumps around to the big boys is because he did an Alex Witherden to Jed Buse on the ground, and uh, Harry oh. Taylor went over and went, "Settle down, cunt." Yeah, I'm sure he was frightened uh, of a 400 year old milkman. I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sean, don't joke. He did a magical milkman spell, and now all of a sudden Tom Lynch's hamstring stopped working. <laughs> so, yeah, one last question, Tom. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. You highlighted that you're not playing Rich. You now won't play Richmond uh, until probably the grand final if they do make it that far. Yeah. Uh, are you highlighting that as a positive because you're scared of them now? No, no. It means we got more time to get uh, some boys back. So, consider this. The next time we play Richmond, we will have... Rowan, Selwood, Stanley, and Ablett in us in that side. So it's a completely mm-hmm. different, a completely different team where they're going to have to, particularly forward, they're going to have to keep an eye on Ablett. They're going to have to keep an eye on Rowan. They're going to have to keep an eye on Sav and Hawkins. I don't think they'll be able to do. I also don't think Geelong will let them do what they did 
to Top. Hawkins on Friday night. May oh. I counter that with Richmond next time you face them? We'll have Asprey, Edwards, Prestia. Completely different team. Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> well, same's bad, Tom, because they smashed you. Mm. Well, no, I just, I just think <laughs> again, again. I'm disappointed in the result. Don't don't think that this is me being like, fuck yeah, we're gonna smash them. I just think it's a different game if we when we play them again because of the ins we would have. Tom, you can't tell. I, I like honestly, out of the t- players we lost going into that game, Rowan and Stanley were not the outs we needed that week. Tom, were there any other lessons learned? Uh, well, no, mostly that part of the ground being better down that end. Uh, danger. You know, what actually, the other lesson is what. We don't need to go berserk because the minute we started like doing what Richmond wanted us to do, like Dangerfield trying to do the all or nothing kick, we turned it over. Guthrie trying to do an all or nothing kick, we turned it over. Just the way we started winning the game was to get the game back on our term a little bit, start using the ball better around the ground. I think that's (laughs) what we need to do. That would be the other big lesson. When you say when you started winning the game – Winning, was that when sorry, you winning, your second goal winning of the, the ball, game winning in the, the last quarter? Yeah. Hey, we know the fuck. <laughs> I, I don't understand what you want from me. Do you want me to be here and be like, my team's dog shit and I hate them and I want to get off the bandwagon? That's not what I do. I'm optimistic. No. My glass is all, my premiership cup is always half full, boys. My window is it's, always half open. Tom, never closed. We're not concerned that you're not, like, that you should be pessimistic and you shouldn't be jumping off the bandwagon. It just is one of those things where it looks like that a bad thing's happened and you're just not dealing with it. Oh, I dealt with it. I was pretty fucking shattered on uh, Friday night and I've come out the other side and gone, you know what? That sucked. Not going to happen again. Also, Tom. we're not going to have to play them in the grand final because they're not getting past Brisbane at the Gabba. I mean, they have the last 14 times. but Yeah, 15th, um, 15th time lucky, mate. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> just on the you smashed them in the clearances sort of yes. uh, lesson that you brought up earlier. The last three times Brisbane have played Richmond, we have also dominated them around the ball and still lost by 40-odd points. So they have different ways of doing things. They have multiple plans, I think. They go beyond plan B, Tom. That might be where the worry is. Well, I think the issue was we were we didn't have the personnel for the plans. Does that make sense? That like, is I a think- worry since you're only missing. I mean, is Stanley even a regular in your team? Yeah, absolutely. Anyone who doesn't, anyone who thinks Stanley is to come and go, Gary Rowan until the last couple of weeks, inconsistent at best. Lucky yeah, to be but in look, the team. Just, just can I just point out though? You look at Rowan in the last few rounds, and then you look at how Hawkins mm-hmm. has been so dominant when Gary Rowan is in that team. That forward structure relies on Hawkins being able to get space, which means he needs other forwards in there to take key defenders away from him. What does it say about you know what? I feel like we've we've probed Geelong enough. Yeah, we've we've come we've, to the conclusion, Tom. You've you've come at me pretty hard when I'm coming off a bad week, boys, no, and I don't no, think no. I've been Not that interrogatory to you. I think that the lesson that Joel and I have learned is that none of us, especially you, Tom, will be getting a cold again this year because the window is closed. <laughs> I think, Sean. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward uh. to rubbing my bald head in your face come late October. <laughs> I'm looking forward then, Tom, in that fantasy scenario to giving your bald head a uh, a little kiss. That'd be nice. Yeah. Mate, we've got we've got the chunkiest, greatest man in football who's been training exclusively with Sean Edwards. So he's going to roll up and be like, know all the secrets, boys. Yeah. I hope that he's also been training with Sean's brother, Shane Edwards, who is the AFL footballer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. Oh, oh fuck. He has. He has. Yeah, Shane Edwards yeah. and his brother Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so next game, uh, North Melbourne are making oh. a real, real, really, really, really strong case for the fact they are the worst team in the AFL this year. Yep. yep. They're not trying to be good. Nah. Yeah, they're not even. I mean, they couldn't if they tried, but they did kick more goals than Geelong. Uh, wow. So that's, I guess, a positive. Uh, I'll take that. Yeah, oh, they fuck. lost by 64 points, though, but so it's, that's But isn't rough. it funny? You look at the ladder and you look at every team, especially the ones who are down the bottom who are out of the finals mix, and yep. they're all sort of have having sort of moments of like, oh, things are, things are looking up next year. Even Adelaide, yep. they're on a bit of a roll now. The form's yep. sort yep. of come and, back. And Adelaide are doing a full rebuild, too. Like, yeah. they're starting yep. from scratch. 
Whereas North Melbourne sort of came into the season thinking that they could play finals and they've been fucking shambolic. Yeah. Um, yep. And I don't really at see best. any hope next year. I don't know what the hell they're no. doing. And I mean, look at look at how, how exciting is it that a Dockers team kicked 99 points? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's pretty like, that's, exciting. That's incredible. Like, Justin, I was reading, seeing a thing with some um, guys on Fox Footy were talking about, you know, who who gets your coaches, Coach of the Year award. And, like, Hinkley, um, Fagan, Chris Scott, Hardwick were all in that conversation because their team's up the top. But the big one that a lot of them were talking about was Justin Longmere on what he's been able to do with a team like Frio, where they were two, uh, the last two seasons to where they are now. Yeah. Like they've done, he's done a good job in turning that team around, and there's a lot more hope, I think, in the Purple Haze than there is at Carlton, North Melbourne, Ooh, the Giants. Carlton's a bit rough. Nah, at the moment though, just at the moment, Carlton are depressed. Mm. If you yeah. look at if you look at teams that to be hopeful of for next year, Freo are probably ahead of Carlton, Giants, uh, North Melbourne, and maybe Essendon. I think you've seen more glimpses of, of Freo being an exciting team than some of those other ones. Not not to disrespect Essendon, but they've been ordinary this back half. Yeah. Anyway, lots of like for Freo and um, North Melbourne. Oh boy, uh, bring Boomer yeah. Harvey back. Get him out of retirement. <laughs> uh, relist him after delisting him unceremoniously. <laughs> right. Uh, next game, Essendon barely showed up against Port Adelaide. We won our third first quarter of the year, so that was a good start, and then we. Port Adelaide are still top of the ladder, and was, for it, a reason. It was a weird game because that first quarter you were you were all over them. It was almost like they went in at quarter time, and Ken Hinkley went, "All right, boys, off you go." Yeah, yeah. Fucked. The alarm clock went off at quarter time, and he said, "Wake up, you cunts." Yeah, <laughs> you're talking about um, coach of the year, and as much as it pains me to say it, the disgusting ball sack man um, <laughs> is probably winning that. Oh, considering yeah. what it, where he was, and he's been able to keep. But can I put this to you? Yeah, I mean, yes. The, the list is not really different than last year. So why should he get coach of the year? Shouldn't it be well, like I, last year? Oh, no, you just underperformed to a disgusting level. And then this year you've leveled up. You've gone up a little bit as well, obviously. But I'd give it to somebody else. I wouldn't well, give it to Ken. He's underperformed for about four or five years. He's lucky to be alive. <laughs> I love, Sean, that you started this talking point by saying that you felt that Ken Hinckley was a chance to win Coach of the Year and then you criticised your own talking point and got angry at us somehow. Yeah, now fuck him. Stop defending him. He's not going to win and he shouldn't. Fuck. Can we talk about, though, the fact that this is the first time if if things continue to go the way they look like going into round 18, this will be the first time since Essendon in 2000 that a team has uh, been on top of the ladder after round one all the way to through to the end of the season. It is amazing. There's another thing to point out too, and Luke Hodge did this to some fuckwit on Twitter the other day. The team that finishes first very rarely wins the premiership. Yep. Yeah, except in uh, leap years when it always happens. Yep. No, no, no. no well, the no, leap no, year, I, yeah. it's the team who f- were on top at the end of round one. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Not Sorry, necessarily the I team apologize. on top. Yep. Yeah, no, it's... Um, that that stat's interesting too because it also I think there's one year where it it actually happened the top team won and I think that was 2010 with the Pies, but I'm pretty sure 2011, 09, 08, 07 as well mm. the top team didn't win the flag. Yeah, I mean the, like, the one I re- would remember would be Essendon in 2000. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Collingwood um, in 2010 were the top team that year. Were they? Okay. Yep. Um, 2012, I think Sydney were either first or second. Yeah. Um. Might have been first, or maybe 2013 Hawthorne were first and won. But it's pretty consistent with exception of like one or two years here that the team that finishes yeah. on top doesn't win the flag. Um, yeah, they usually fair, lose a prelim. A lot of those teams that were on top played in finals and lost like lost to the eventual premiers. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a few interstate sides uh, losing to, say, like a Collingwood or a Richmond at the G. So there's that, there's that factor yeah. as well. Yeah. Just on that, and just to give me a little bit of happiness before we move on, uh, I was watching highlights from the 2000 game, uh, the 2000 season, I mean, and, like, I know Essendon won 21 of the 22 games and, like, dominated in finals, but looking at the results and just, like, how fucked every game was, like, there was times where Essendon were, like, 30 points down in the third quarter and would come back, like, come out and win by, like, 40 points. What the fuck was going on? That was Sheets, mate. Yeah. Sheets. Yeah. They were. We probably could have just like 
not played half of some games. And it looks like we didn't sometimes. <laughs> we are just like, all right, turn it on. We'll kick 14 goals this quarter or some shit. Joel, you and I have been very unlucky in that our teams, at their absolute peak, we were too young to appreciate the good uh, thing in front of us. If I had have been over the age of 18 and the year 2000 happened, uh, I would not be alive currently. I, if I'd been 18 when Brisbane won the three-peat, I'd have a fucking face tattoo right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just Vossy tattooed over your own face. Yeah, I'd have the fucking number 55 tattooed on my tongue. <laughs> I reckon you'd probably just across your forehead would just have a tattoo that said three peat, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Vossi's glove tattooed over your own hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Speaking of the year 2000, uh, the runners up that year uh, had a pretty good game against the Giants. They held on one by five points. They're still weirdly in contention to play finals after looking like blowing it against Freo. Yep. Yeah. Uh, again, Giants did not need that result. And now they're not out of finals, but pretty fucking close. They well, are yeah. relying on a lot of results, I think. I think that like yeah. they're relying on Collingwood to lose, Bulldogs to lose, St. Kilda. Like they, a lot has to go right for, well, for the Giants to make the finals. They're playing St. Kilda, so they need to beat St. Yeah. Kilda. Yeah. It's pretty simple for the Giants. They win, Bulldogs lose, and they're in. We are a show called How Good's Footy. And you know how good footy is? How good footy is Bryce Gibbs being chaired off in his final game by Cade Simpson and Mark Murphy. Yeah, yeah. it was really nice. Fucking that, beautiful to see. They're his best mates. Yeah. Um, and we're in his wedding party and everything. So it was really nice. He swapped jumpers with Cade Simpson. Um, weirdly, I don't think anyone played on him because he just wrapped no. it up all day. <laughs> he had like 27 touches. I uh, had a shot at goal with like a minute to go. He missed it though. It would have been fucking awesome. Would have been awesome. good. Would have been fucking good. Um, but like again, I I love the idea of it's a bit like that. Um, Joel uh, James Kelly's two hundredth or three hundredth game a few years ago against Geelong, where Selwood and Heppel chaired him off at the end. Like, yeah, I yeah. love shit like that. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, Carlton, like this is really pathetic from them. And I feel yeah, I I feel sorry for their supporters because like if they'd won this game as you would have expected. They, they would still be in the running to make finals. Yep. Yeah. They'd be the biggest outside chance out of all the teams still eligible, but it would still be a chance. And like, yeah. they just fucked it up. At, at half time, this was looking like Adelaide could win by 80 points, which is a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what's, do you know what's like, even more fucked, boys? Freya were a mathematical chance. They were or they are? They are, right now. Are they? Well, let me just stop you there, Tom. That's right. This is Joel Dusha from the future editing this episode. Just wanted to drop in a quick editor's note to say at no point during this recording were Fremantle eligible to make finals. They were always on 28 points. You needed at least 32, even if every other team lost. Tom could not read the latter and we all blindly followed him and I don't know why. So uh, sorry about the next 10 minutes of just bullshit. If Collingwood lose both games, no, for, um... Melbourne lose... The Giants lose, and the Bulldogs all lose next week, and the Freo win, they're in the finals. Well, Freo are playing the Dogs, Correct. so that helps that. Correct. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Collingwood have to lose to go. Fuck, imagine. That would be incredible. Coach of the year. Coach I'm of just the saying, year. I'm just saying, there's a, I'm pretty sure it can still happen. There's a lot of results that have to go Freo's way. So but- St. Kilda have to beat the Giants, Essendon yep. have to beat Melbourne. Yep. Oof. Uh, Collingwood have to lose both games tonight. Yeah. And Collingwood have to lose to both games. Yes, and Western Bulldogs have to lose to Frio. Yeah, uh, a team that have shown so Western Bulldogs have shown that when finals is on the line, they are taking no prisoners. Mm-hmm. Uh so <laughs> be interesting if that happens. Imagine exciting. I'll tip Frio. Imagine if there was a purple <laughs> tsunami just coming into the finals and they went all the way. Uh, Sean, will you be tipping every result to go that way as well? Yes. Fuck. No, I don't know. I do want to beat you in the tipping. I have to have a measured head. But Tom will do it on my behalf. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Fucking yeah. bring it on. <laughs> All right. Imagine Freo. Oh, and as soon as the final siren went in that game against the Bulldogs, Gil would be standing there with the Coach of the Year award. <laughs> Ready to hand it out. Yeah. And uh, as Gil gets close, he hands the, he hands the award over and goes, Hmm, smells so minty fresh, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing good. is, Frio 
Frio rely on a result on Monday, like a result after their game, so there won't be on-field excitement. No. And that's sad. No, but that's like the ultimate down-to-the-wire excitement for the footy fans. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. So, yeah, that's exciting. Uh, a team we just mentioned uh, who are in the finals hunt and are hungry for fucking blood. Bevo fucking looked at Clarko and said, I'll fucking kill you, cunt. <laughs> and then Western Mullock just tore the Hawks apart. Yep. Except for the last quarter, I guess, where... I oh, know. Sorry, going into the last quarter. So in the third quarter, Hawthorne had kind of pegged it back a bit, but then, yeah, it stayed. It bounced back to 40 points and kind of stayed like that. It's actually really disappointing for the Dogs because if they smashed them, they the percentage boost might have meant that they could lose this week and still play finals. So they kind of untouched it. Can I say yeah. as well, do you know what's incredible? Uh, is that Geelong recorded their lowest halftime score since, I think, since like 1957 or something absurd like that. We yep. still would have beaten Hawthorne at halftime. <laughs> Always comes back to Geelong. Yeah. I mean, he's proud of kicking one goal to three-quarter time. Yeah, come on, Let Tom. him have that. Nobody wants to know that, Tom. <laughs> I do. If it means I would have been beating Clarko, you know, at halftime, I'll take it. Um, Sean Burgoyne's playing on next year. Yeah, yep. Silk. And, Interesting. And uh, Ben Stratton and Paul Popolo have announced that this is their last go around. Yeah, how old's Ben Stratton? Must be 30-something. Interesting. Poppy, I'm surprised, played on this year, to be honest. He slowed right down. But he was a good player yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. Commentators were talking up here how he really helped the uh, the grand final appearances for Hawthorne. Like, he come in pretty fresh then and they just yeah. helped them obliterate. He was dangerous. Yeah. He was, a, he was the like a barometer player. If they were doing mm. well, he'd kick four or five. And he was like, fuck, they're unstoppable. He was sort of the prototype, I think, for what? In Richmond's first flag year, all their forwards were like hungry and small, like Poppy. Yeah. I think that he was kind of like that. Well, you forget yeah. they had they had a small forward line that was Popolo on one in one flank and Rioli in the other flank, yeah. like just terrifying. Yeah. So Burgoyne playing on is good for Burgoyne. Love to see him on the field. Interesting uh, for a coach who's been criticised for having the oldest fucking team in the world that Burgoyne's playing on. So Clarko has clearly looked at this season and been like. Yeah, no, I don't think the issue was the players. <laughs> it is weird. He will get to 400 games, which is Yeah, massive. which is fucked. Um, if he were huge. to play most games next year, he'll end up, like, I think, number three on the all-time list. That's Fuck. incredible. Yeah. Really? Like, he'll go past Fletcher and I think Brent Harvey. Brent Harvey was the last person to play 400 games that I remember. Mm. And then, obviously, Fletcher before that. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's huge. That is massive. I have heard some people say that maybe because of all the soft cap restrictions and stuff next year, they're going to keep Burgoyne on, maybe a little bit cheaper, and then he's basically just like another coach. Yep, in a mentoring on field yeah. role, bit like what Jared Ruffhead was in his last year for them. Yeah, I reckon that might or be. Or even a bit like um, fucking Hodgie. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Because Hawthorne Juicy. will probably have to get rid of some coaches. So it makes sense. They'll keep him out there. Clever. Yeah. Uh, so, last game on Sunday, uh, and the second last game of the round, the only game of the round that has finished currently that we haven't discussed yet. Brisbane took on Sydney in what was pretty shit house game for most of it, Sean. Yeah, dog shit. Absolute dog shit. At one point <laughs> I said, boys, what are you doing? You do not have to watch this game. Go <laughs> on and live your life. Go and be happy. Go and play Tony Hawk or watch movies or something. Please. I was cooking a barbecue with my phone firing up KO next to me. Yeah. Uh, cooking some chicken on a stick. It was good. And then I said that. And then a little while later, Tom was like, yep, I'm just about to fire up a movie. And I was thinking, Tom, what are you doing, mate? This game just got interesting. <laughs> well, City just I, got I, back I within like, two points in the last quarter. It's all happening. <laughs> I was like, I'll fire, up, I'll fire up a movie. And then as I was doing that, hip would kick that absolutely fucked goal. Oh. I, I might just watch it for a little bit longer. <laughs> hip would. His last few weeks, he's just growing in stature, I think. I think his confidence is just slowly, slowly starting to roll. I'm really excited to see what he does. He's uh, He's got the look of uh, Tommy Hawkins back in that grand final, Tom, when he arrived. Oh, It's starting oh, to feel that way. <laughs> Dan McStay played really well, too. He was dangerous. Um, Nearly l- took mark of the year. Oh, fucking hell. That was a big one. Cam Rayner. Cam Rayner had like a really almost night where he just was flying for marks. He was just, he just didn't quite, it didn't quite come together for him. It was really dog shit weather. It was in Cairns, which is, yeah. uh, 
prone to having some big downpours. And um, yeah, yeah, luck- you described yeah. the weather, Sean, as looking like the inside of an asshole. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> Shitty, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. a mess, yeah, 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 an yeah, absolute yeah. mess out there on the field. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Lockie Neal got tagged and didn't really have an impact. Um, and Fox had obviously decided going into the game that they were going to focus on his treatment. Because last week, Chris Fagan said that Lockie Neal had all these scratches and shit all over him because he'd been attacked last week, sort of. So I think Fox were like, oh, this is good. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what's happening here. And there was so much of him just being like held. And I actually yep. really, I hate taggers. I respect a team more when they just go, nah, we're going to back ourselves to actually beat this team. Whereas you get some of these shittier teams who just have that extra guy on the field who probably shouldn't be there anyway and is a fucking dog and he's just like holding and not watching the contest and all that. Oh, I hate that stuff. But I was happy to see Zorko yeah. standing up for him in the second half and putting some big blocks on and things like that. Brisbane will have to do that. Although I, f- yeah. I think when we play against Geelong and Richmond and other teams in the final series, I don't think Lockie Neal is going to get tagged. Richmond never tagged. Well, I was going to say, the only sort of tagger that Geelong has is Cam Guthrie, but he gets yeah. a lot of the ball. Yeah, so, so he's, he, he he's, hunts he's the ball. tagging in a yeah. way that he's like, I'll negate you and then get the ball off you. Yeah, here's the difference, right? If Guthrie's lining up on Lockie Neal to bounce, Guthrie has, at all times, knows where the ball is. Whereas this yep. guy, I can't remember this guy's name, who was Clark. playing Clark, half the time he's just looking at Lockie Neal and just holding him and pushing him. And it's just like, fuck, if I was Lockie Neal, I would have knocked somebody out. Well, I mean, he nearly did when he threw Nick Blakey through the floor. I get sick of watching <laughs> that shit. Um, but Charlie Cameron, he's back in form. The four lines, yeah, it's starting to sort of roll. Um, and Brisbane just had, I guess, a little bit of a scare. Sydney got within two points, and then Brisbane just exploded and kicked six goals in the last quarter. And they did it really quick too, which is good. Pretty happy with them. Good. Yeah, it's going to be bright. exciting. Uh, finals are still scary after what happened last year, Sean, but oh, yeah. I don't think that Fags is going to make the same mistakes, well, and I don't think the boys want that either. Yeah, I, I am concerned about getting knocked out again. I hope, obviously, I hope we win. But um, different to how Tom feels and, and the fear that Tom and Geelong have of Richmond, uh, I embrace that, and I actually can't wait to play Richmond first up. I, I yeah. It's got to turn at some point, I reckon. I'm, I'm confident. I think we can beat them. I definitely think we can beat them. They're not going to have Soldo or Tom Lynch. Yeah. So, Oh, they might have Lynch back there, I reckon. I reckon it's a bit of a low-grade low, low grade hamstring. <laughs> do you reckon he like he didn't actually do a hamstring, just got sick of, stand, like, sick of the ball being so close to him all the time? He wasn't getting a rest. And he was like, oh, oh, my leg. Yeah, yeah no. you should probably take me off. They don't need yeah, me. Yeah, I reckon he looked around Geelong's back line and went, there's too many big guys here. I can't win fights. And he just had to get off and just ice himself. <laughs> the big fucking dog. That's the only thing that worries me is he went playing to fight, He went to fight Jed Buse. Jeb Hughes yeah. gave as good as he got, and then uh, Lynch was like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm scared. <laughs> Demo, get me out, <laughs> please. Um, yeah, that's the only worry with playing Richmond is if we'll have them in the first week of the finals and Harris Andrews won't be back. Um, so we have to have you know our guy who will have played five games in his career probably playing on Lynch or Rewalt or yeah. Can I um, talk about a thing with... Richmond, that's really odd that I noticed, and I'll be interested to watch them in the next few weeks, see if they do it. Um, when an opposition, when a Geelong player was going for goal, there'd be like four or five players, not on the mark, you'd only have your one player on the mark, but there'd be like four <laughs> or five players standing around it. And it, I noticed it in the Sav, when Sav went for that goal late in the quarter. But the, mm-hmm. I went back and watched sort of bits and pieces. They've, they did it for every set shot that Geelong had. They had two or three guys sort of near the mark, just sort of crowning around it. And I don't know if I don't know Sean whether Fags watches that and goes okay. So at the at a shot on goal, there's potentially two or three players without a guy on them. If you want to do a cheeky quick fifteen meter stab pass, yeah, interesting. I thought you were going to go down the line, Tom. Of they they keep miming that they're on a phone call. Well, yeah, I don't know what that shit was about. Mm. I don't know who he was calling. Uh, <laughs> I genuinely didn't get that. I also noticed there's a thing that was infuriating me all night in the game, and it, it wouldn't have made any difference because we got smashed. But Was it Geelong of, not kicking goals? The amount of times Richmond were encroaching on the mark and and wouldn't get penalised for a 50 metre. There was even one where Blitzarves pointed at the like the player. The umpire put the whistle up to his mouth, and then the player ran away. Like The player kind of pretended that they weren't there, and then... 
Blitzar's played on anyway. Ah, uh, the old pretending like you're not there. Well, they do it a lot. They sort of run, and then the umpire's like, get out of there, and the player's like, oh, which, oh I don't know which way to run. Yeah, it's like, yeah, fuck yeah. off. You absolutely do, you dumb cunts. That should be 50. Pay that, it every time. It happened that, about four or five yeah, times. No, Tom, that free kick sort of faded away a bit. They're not really paying it as much anymore. Yeah, they were going no. nuts on it in the middle of the year, yeah. but they've stopped. The same with holding the ball. Uh, like, oh. I don't blame the umpires because they're just following the directions of the AFL who are a pack of dumb cunts and who keep like tweaking things. And the whole yep. idea of, you know how the umpires, is always like a rule of the week, one rule where yep. they're really hot on. It's yep. like, why don't yep. you just be hot on every rule that is a rule, you fuckwits? Yeah. Sick of it. Anyway, go Brisbane. too. <laughs> um, do you want to do some profit calls for the final round of the year? Yes. I reckon we do. Fucking how weird is that? Right, Thursday night. Uh, North Melbourne take on West Coast. West, West Coast. Coast will win in North, maybe bottom of the ladder after this round. I hope so. Which is fucked considering a team three weeks ago hadn't won a game. Yep. Uh, then St. Kilda are taking on the Giants. St. Kilda, I think they'll uh, not want to fall out of finals. St. Kilda. And Giants aren't good enough for that to be a... I don't think their heart is strong enough that they'll win this. Hey, maybe they'll bring their captain back. Giants. Uh, Essendon take on Melbourne. Um, I hope Essendon win because I like Essendon winning, but also I like the idea of us being the team that keep Melbourne out of finals. <laughs> Actually, that's very funny. I think Essendon win. Yeah, Bombers. I think that it's very, very on brand for Essendon to come out and win this game. One, because everyone's been like, you are the shittest club in the world. Uh, again, after we lost to two top four teams. And secondly... It's very on brand for us to come out firing against a team that can make finals when we can't and to win just because it's like a cunt thing to do. Yeah, that's very Essendon. You know, MO. And it's very on brand for Melbourne to choke horrendously when there's an opportunity yeah, absolutely. in front of them. And boys, if we want Justin Longmere to be winning a premiership this year, the Bombers have to win. Then Adelaide take on Richmond. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Adelaide. It's been but, nice for Adelaide. But... but- <laughs> They just will? have to be competitive, and if, and Richmond, Richmond will, Richmond basically will have sewn have sewn up a top four spot. They can't fall out of the top four. I think that Adelaide. I'm going to be tipping Richmond, but I would not be shocked if Adelaide win this because they will be throwing everything at Richmond. And I think Richmond just had two massive injuries that they're very very upset with. I won't want to risk any more against Adelaide. They'd prefer to take the loss. <sighs> big, big. Richmond. Yeah, Richmond. Richmond by 40 points. <laughs> 100. Uh, then we have Brisbane taking on Carlton. Speaking of teams winning by 40 points, Brisbane. Should. Yeah, Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah. I think that Brisbane will come into this fired up because they will. Uh, yeah, I just want to show that that game against Sydney, not representative of how good they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Hawthorne take on the Suns. Suns. I reckon Suns will go two in a row here because yeah. I reckon they're going to beat Collingwood tonight. So. Suns. I can't wait for, for Clarko to be angry about Stuart Jew for some reason. It's going to be good. Stuart Jew was eating his meatball sub in the coach's box and the smell was wafting in and Clarko, that was distracting him. And yep. also fucking Alex Sexton's too good looking and it was distracting for his players. <laughs> and it'd be all happening. And then it'd be like, don't even get me started on Carno. And everyone will be like, Clarkson, what are you talking about? <laughs> Clarko will I told smell you, that. don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> He'll smell that sub through the, the hole in the wall that he's going to punch. <laughs> uh, then we have Sydney take on Geelong. 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 Then Freo take on the Dogs. Freo. I know you want Freo to win, but Boys. the Dogs no, will Freo, win. Mate. Purple Haze. Get fucked, Fuck, Bevo. All the results, I'm coming for you. all the results go the way that Fremantle need, and then dogs just come out and win by, like, 60 points. That would also be pretty on brand. Mm. Just got to fire up my ladder and- predictor just to absolutely double check. But Freo, I'm- just look at the ladder, Tom, with your eyes. Fuck, yeah, you're right. It's, it's very basic. Uh, and then Collingwood take on Port Adelaide in a game that will cost Collingwood eighth spot. <laughs> They'll lose, <laughs> and they're not going to make finals. Oh. And I'm going to look at a picture of Eddie, McGra- Eddie Maguire crying and I'm going to fucking piss my pants from excitement. I'm looking forward to winning the war. Uh, what, like, Essendon not performed that well, but if How Good's Footy can beat Collingwood, like, we'll be watching heaps of finals. Uh, if Collingwood aren't there, we've won. <laughs> fucking oath. Fuck, that'd be so good. I forgot about my feud with um, Clarko. Yeah, fuck him. He hasn't. 
<laughs> I'm going to fight him with my left hand and Bevo with my right. <laughs> and both both feet for fucking Ken Hinckley. <laughs> the old double kick. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Dusha, have we got any emails? Tom, we got so many. And we got a lot of double emails this week. There's been some people absolutely fucking losing their minds in our inbox because of so many unexpected results. So, we've got Ryan, who emailed in saying, Cartner about to Steve Bradbury this. <laughs> Fuck, boys, how good is footy? I was despondent last week after the Blues fucked it for the second week in a row. The Pies loss was bad, but the Giants, I thought, sealed us out of contention. But now, not only have Melbourne collapsed, but the Giants lose to Adelaide. Then I get 12 heart attacks in two hours as we give Sydney a seven-goal handicap only to come back in the end. Matty Cotterell's huge mark goal celebration and crazy eyes have breathed a new life into my hopes of playing finals this year. I won't read the rest because he's too excited and I'm just going to put him out of his misery because he emailed us yesterday, a couple of days later, just saying, subject, footy's cancelled, call it off. This was all a mistake. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry, bud. So that happens when you barrack for Carlton? That hurts. Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> uh, then we've got Yoav, uh, famous Adelaide supporter, just <laughs> losing his mind about being September specialists. He went the early crow after last week's win and now that they're three in a row his lid is well and truly off <laughs> shave your head yoav <laughs> yeah, if you just, fin- just do it shave your head yoav if you finish uh if you manage to get off the bottom of the ladder oh. that's head shave worthy Jesus. either it's either head shave worthy or go the ben keys have you seen his do he's got like the weird like mop of like bleached awful blonde hair go yeah. that so we've got an email from jacob who is a richmond supporter and again this is a series of emails so I'll summarize him a little bit. Uh, the, we, he starts with an arrogant email. Uh, mm. Powerful arrogance. Subject, fuck with heaps of U's, heaps of C's, heaps of K's. All caps. Boys, how fucking good is footy? I didn't mean this as a Richmond brag. I just fucking love my team and expected them to lose a close one. I still tipped Richmond. I would never TC. But holy fuck, I love footy. It's been a shit day in a week, but this made it a bit better. Jake. Sorry, Tom. Cheers for a great game. The final quarter gave me heart attacks and I may have lost my voice. Good luck, Dusha and Connor, for your games. Good on you. It feels like that's a, nice. That's an okay Richmond supporter. No, that's a good, that's that a good one. Uh, he sent well. He sent us a follow up. Uh, so I hadn't pre-read this because I assumed that the first one would be super arrogant. But he kind of steers it back out of arrogance in the back half. But then he apologised for his arrogance. Follow up to me earlier email. Hey, footy profs. Just wanted to send another email, having calmed down a bit for the win. It's been a tough week in lockdown and some personal stuff, so this win meant a lot. I know Richmond isn't the most malikable team due to some dog shit and several other factors, but footy at its purest is just so great. Cheers for all of your work during lockdown. I know we all want shaved heads at the end of the year, and sometimes I wish we could all do that, but alas, I'll be cheering for the Tigers as always, with several backups including Brisbane, hashtag fags for the dad hug, Geelong, Gaz's Last Dance, and St. Kilda. What a story. Also, Dan Butler. Hope you enjoy roasts. Cheers, Jake. Yeah, look. What does roast taste like? I can't remember. <laughs> I had it twice this week. It's delish. Fuck. Man, I'm jealous, Sean. That's, that sounds good, mate. That sounds very fucking good. Yeah. The double roast in the week. That's oh. the best gift I think the Festival of Footy's given us this year. It's a delicious. It's a beautiful treat, really. I don't know if we'll ever have it again. Uh, then we've got another Richmond supporter. Uh, Chris... Boys, I won't lie to you. I was going to go hard at Tom after tonight's game. Like, really hard. But I decided against it. My club has not painted itself in glory this year, and I won't sit here and defend any of the stupid shit that's happened off the field. Instead, I'll say, good game, and go Tigers. Kindest regards, Chris. It's making it hard to hate him. This is making it real <coughs> hard to hate him. This is this is the difference, I think, between Collingwood and Richmond. P.S. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> and Ablett wouldn't have made a difference. That's not who I said would have made a difference, Chris. Uh, also worth noting that I said uh, I called Ablett Albert twice when reading that, and I caught it. Uh, but bring it back. There we go. The secret's out. I said, put it at the <laughs> end of the episode, John. Uh, put it at the end of the episode. Release the Albert cut. Put a little, put a little <laughs> dessert for people. 
All right. Uh, <clears throat> Fogging up here. We got last two emails. The Melbourne Dream is Alive from Sam. Hmm. What a bloody game. After weeks of losing hope that Melbourne might make finals, the window is back open. A dream, a possibility, a chance for victory. The intensity of that game was off the dome. If you missed it, I feel sorry for you. So I just want to point out here that I'm pretty sure Off the Dome is a reference to a podcast, but is not a Sandspans podcast. Uh, Sam, if that's what you're doing, one, I get that reference too. Shut up. Sandspans references here only. Mm, correct. The only thing left to do is destroy the Bombers next week. That's right, Dusha, we're coming for finals. And the only way is right through Essendon. May the best team, which with Melbourne's inconsistency... Oh, may the best team win. Which, with Melbourne's inconsistencies, I do have my concerns. Sam, first of all, you spelled my name wrong. Second of all, fuck you, we're going to win. Ooh. Yeah, cop that. All right, boys. Last email. And fucking strap yourselves in. Because uh, this email, it's definitely an email, but it also could probably be classified as a novel. Ooh. It's fucking big. Jesus. The subject of this is TC Roast, which is interesting. Tantalizing. Ah. Proprietors of the Leatherbound Egg. Oh, good. Oh, he's starting strong. Good day. Before we begin, I'll suggest you pop the kettle on because we're about to indulge in some instant coffee. No, not a Makona Classic 5 or a Nestle Blend 43. This is a 50 cent tin of caffeinated sand you would typically find in a staff kitchen of any office, school, or hospital. Boys, this is an international roast. For those playing at home, this is a very long and convoluted way of saying some closet TCs are about to be put in the oven and roasted. Oh, oh. bloody hell. <clears throat> Fire up. Actually, first, my condolences to Joel. I have despised Essendon almost as much as I despise my big three, Richmond, Geelong, Collingwood, since the dawn of time. However, I had some genuine sympathy and empathy for you and the Dirty Rottens, in brackets, Essendon Football Club, this weekend. Watching my boys flog yours brought little satisfaction, but also a reminder to how fucking terrible Port were circa 2007 to 2012 when they thought they were a bit better than what they were. Bring Mitch Brown home. <laughs> All right. <laughs> to business. How's the kettle looking? Good. Now, I'll start off with some context here. I'm a firm believer in the always believe ethos. For those not familiar, this is when your team is 56 points down with 12 minutes to go in the last quarter, and you actually firmly believe and cling to the idea that your team will break the world record and pull off the impossible comeback to kick 10 unanswered goals. This sounds like fluff, but I assure you it's not. Carney and Tom can attest to this fact, evidenced by a saga-themed tweet I sent in late, <laughs> late August last year to Carney after Port were down by 7 goals late in the last quarter against Richmond at the G. I believed then, and I do now. <laughs> if you he truly does. claim he always does <laughs> if you truly claim to be invested and love your team and want the right to celebrate like a madman in victory you must always believe that victory is achievable you do not absolutely fucking not jump ship unless of course you are a traitorous cunt <laughs> to the team you claim to love so i haven't actually said who this email is from uh but it's worth noting out that this is Recent frequent email of the show, uh, yeah. Jacob the Snake Man Reed, your younger brother, Tom. <laughs> oh, yeah, I worked it out very quickly from the <clears throat> tone used. Uh, this sounds like a hymn. Next bit of context. Sean and Joel, I believe, will agree with me here. There's nothing worse than overly optimistic, smug, overconfident, biased, cunt-faced Geelong supporter. Trust me. I know. I lived in the same house oh. as one for the best part of 17 years. That is a really awful way for him to talk about our mum. That's rude. <laughs> Jeez, Jacob, you're off the Christmas card list. But Thomas, this isn't about you because you always believe. No, this is about two friends of mine. One of them, a listener to this show. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> is that a crack? He shares the same qualities as Thomas regarding his biased, smug support of Geelong. But unlike Thomas, this man is a TC, and his name is Zach. Oof. To understand him, first you must understand his abysmal football opinions and what appears to be a lack of understanding of our great game. For example, and I quote, Chad Wingard is not very good. Geelong are a better side without Ablett because of Atkins and Dalhouse. What the fuck? Jack Stevens was never any good. Wingmen aren't actually that important and shouldn't get AA selection, and how do you even define a wing anyway? And more nonsense like that. Jesus, now, Zach. 
<laughs> now, I am all for robust discussions, and I understand people won't always agree with me, except for the Gary Ablett thing. Again, what the fuck? Gary Ablett makes Jordan's Chicago Bulls better. Don't at me. <laughs> this, however, reached a breaking point this weekend. Since Port's heavy loss to Geelong, all I've heard from him is how the premiership race is between Richmond, Eagles, and Geelong. How elite every single Geelong player is. In fact... I dare say his AA selections this season are just the entire Geelong list. This goes on and on and on. Now, with the context out of the way, enter Richmond on Friday night, the team who took Geelong's style off them and didn't let them execute their normal, slow, uncontested kick mark game and thus handed them a bruising loss. Now, at three-quarter time, Geelong had only kicked a solitary goal and honestly looked like they were completely fucked. But the margin was not insurmountable. 32 points. Tough, but gettable by Geelong standards. And you know who believed? Smug fuckface brother Thomas and me. I believed and then not even my team. That's how much I believe and always believe. So I sent a message to Zach and his housemate Jack and said, Boys, believe. (laughs) I thought the foundations of their very soul would rise to greet me via text and say, Of course, oh brother. I support (laughs) the greatest team of all. I always believe. Instead... (laughs) I was met with, nah, Geelong are that shit. There's no chance. Richmond is too good and Geelong is no good. Makes me sick. I'm going to spew up, boys. Now, I am not a violent man, but by the beard of Zeus, I wanted to (laughs) rain down a flood of incredible violence. Rats, sinking ships, abandoning. I was enraged, disgusted, (laughs) These men who, honestly, since I've known them, have been smugly telling me how tremendous Geelong are and how invincible they are. And then they dish up this shit. Even when Geelong kicked three straight, they were riding them off and finding every excuse under the sun. And there was still six fucking minutes left. Fuck! Sav is too slow. Rowan in means we would have won. Geelong always does this. Fuck you. Fuck your mothers. You've got as much heart as an organ donor post-transplant. None. <laughs> Fuck your downhill skiing and go to bed. Oh, Jesus. Oh. I told those traitorous cunts. If Geelong <laughs> come back and win, they don't get to watch, gloat, or revel in the victory because their support is hollow. May they eat toast forever, dry, unbudded, not fit for a beggar. <laughs> if Geelong had ultimately won and those cunts tried to celebrate, I would have had big Return of the King Theoden vibes, and Zack slash Jack would have been Gondor. The start of the fourth quarter being in question of where Gondor was when the Westfold fell. I don't understand what the fuck you just said, Jacob. Best email ever. Favorite email ever. (laughs) Oh, man. Fuck. Maybe it's still, like, there's still a little bit left. That is the best thing to say to a TC (laughs) when they come back and gloat that their team won. Fuck. Oh. Man, Where good. were you when the West Vault fell? <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe I'm too worked up. Maybe all of this shit opinions about football, refer to Gary Ablett points above, over the past two years has become too much. And this lack of faith was a straw that broke the camel's back. Perhaps I need a cup of international roast myself. All I know is I am nothing without my belief that Charlie Dixon can kick 10 goals in the last 12 minutes to seal, def- seal victory from the jaws of defeat. And I do become insulted when one tries to claim they share the same passion, but in reality, they're dry toast eating traitorous cunts. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I am more than okay if this entire email doesn't get read out, as it is quite long. You can cut bits if necessary. I hope you enjoyed the <laughs> Where Was Gondor when the West- <laughs> Westfold fell reference. If anything, I just hope you boys got something out of this, and perhaps just reflect on it when dealing with supporter, t- supporter TCs. I hope you roast Zach on air because he absolutely deserves it for the uh, Gary Ablett call, if nothing else. The big take-home message here is, if you're a TC when the chips are down, but a big gloating fan when things are smooth, you deserve to eat toast forever. Thank you for your time, Snake Man. (laughs) That that was incredible. Oh, Zach's Fucking hell. Big cunt, Zach. There's There's nothing else to add except Zach... You are a stupid cunt. <laughs> yeah. Look, there's there's nothing else to add. There's the only thing. Yeah. Okay. Look, this is all I can add is um, if you also think that Zach needs to lift, uh, please send us an email to tell him how wrong he is about Gary Ablett being in Geelong's best twenty-two. Uh, yep. To howgoodsfooty at gmail.com. or you can find us on Twitter. 
uh, at How Goods Footy or individually. I'm at Orchard Treed. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Douche13. And yeah, if you just want to send us any words you have for Zach, just let us know. Uh, we'll pass them on. You know what? As a Geelong supporter, I am I'm furious. Zach. I'm furious. Zach, uh, you should probably get in contact with the show because fuck. You're dead to us at this point. You know, if Geelong are to win the grand final, Zach, you don't get to shave your head. In fact, you should probably not be allowed to have a haircut for 12 months. <laughs> yep. Penance. Hmm. Penance. <laughs> fuck. A penance mullet. Yeah. Big. And get a Collingwood tattoo. Ooh. Cop that, you TC. Selwood and Albert. <laughs> Selwood and Albert. <laughs> Selwood and Albert. <laughs> leave it in. Nah. nah, fucking leave it in. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Fat Albert. <laughs> Selwood and Albert. <laughs> <laughs> you did it again You fuck <clears throat> You've got to leave this in now oh. You can't take it out Keep it in oh. Keep it in Or put it at the end Have another crack Come on oh. We believe in you Fuck <laughs>